You need to provide enough information and enough context about your pop-up to make it beneficial for the customer. So it needs to be clear and to the point. What am I getting when I sign up? Customers want to know exactly what they are getting. Why are they signing up? What's in it for them? That's a really important piece to having an opt-in that converts. On the actual opt-in itself, you want to lead with the benefits. You're listening to Product Powerhouse, a podcast to inspire and empower you while you build a powerful product-based business that fuels your passion and feeds your family. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I run an e-commerce web design agency that helps shop owners build, grow, and scale. This podcast is all about actionable strategies specifically for your product-based business. So friend, grab a nice coffee and let's chat because DIYing your business doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of the Product Powerhouse Podcast. I am so happy to be chatting with you today. We are going to talk about pop-ups. I've been doing a lot of work in email lately and I've gotten a lot of questions about pop-ups and so I thought, let's do a deep dive. It's not going to be the longest episode you've ever had. (laughs) from me, but it's going to be interesting and straight to the point and give you some good nuggets, which is what we really want from a podcast episode anyways, right? Before we jump into talking about pop-ups, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to the podcast. If you haven't left us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called, could you please pop on over there next time you're listening and leave a quick review? It really helps us get the show out to more people and helps product-based businesses find the support they need, which is what we really care about here at Product Powerhouse. And I say we, I have an amazing team. We're all so grateful for every one of you. So thank you for listening and thank you for taking the time out of your day to pop over and leave a review. It means a lot to us. Okay, let's talk about pop-ups. Pop-ups have changed. We're not talking about the pop-ups of the 90s where you went to a website and the pop-ups just they were everywhere and they were like blinking at you and they were yellow and red and screaming. If you are like me in your mid thirties and you, you know, were one of those MSN messenger, instant messaging your friends all night long on your dial up internet while you were downloading songs illegally, (laughs) you remember those pop-ups and they were scary and they were annoying we don't do pop-ups like that anymore. In fact, Google was like, whoa, 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 we don't accept that. So pop-ups are a big thing. You know, they've changed over the last, can you believe it? Over the last 20 years, more than that. Oh my gosh. Anyways, I digress. Pop-ups. Pop-ups on your e-commerce site actually are really effective. I was recently looking at statistics for a couple of my clients to see which of their opt-in sections we're getting the most signups. The pop-up is almost always number one. I did have one client who had her footer signup be pretty high, which was surprising, but hey, you never know where people are going to sign up. Pop-ups are something that you can really fine-tune and get a lot of use out of. They can be really effective at getting you new subscribers, helping people make that first purchase. So I did some research in time for this episode. The average pop-up conversion rate across the board is 3%. I want you to remember that that's every website ever. So some websites are getting 
millions of hits every day, like Facebook. Some websites are getting two hits a day. If you're getting two hits a day at 3%, you're not going to be getting very many signups. It's not going to feel like a very effective conversion rate. And your conversion rate's going to show like probably like point something. So I don't want you to get discouraged by that number. I just want you to know like as a baseline, let's see if we can tweak and change things and try to get up to at least 3%. Conversion rates are very tricky for smaller businesses that aren't getting enough traffic. So I just want you to remember that. There are a couple of different ways to have your pop-up, technically speaking, on your website because you're going to need some kind of tech that controls it. Some of the Shopify themes have pop-ups built into them. That's really awesome. Makes it really easy to you know make it match your brand, make it match your website because it's all going to be taking the styles and inheriting those from the design that is already there for your theme. So that's pretty awesome. The only thing about those is that they tend to be pretty limited in the design. Like there's usually one pop-up design for the theme and that's all you get. I haven't seen a pop-up as part of a theme that had multiple options. It's just because they're trying to give you a quick solution for a pop-up. That's the first way to get a pop-up on your site. Okay, so the second way you can get pop-ups on your website would be through using a Shopify app. There are a bunch of different apps for pop-ups. Type in the Shopify app store for a pop-up. You'll find a bunch. A couple that I have used and helped clients set up is Just Uno. It has some different options for creating some fun types of pop-ups. Privy is another one that I like and have used, and I'll have links to these so you can check them out in the show notes. Just know that we'll have those for you on the blog post. And then I actually found a new-ish, newer app that had a lot of really cool features called OnePlus. I tend to be a little hesitant of apps that have a lot of like bells and whistles because that tends to slow your website down. But this OnePlus app did look really cool for pop-ups and different things. And I'm going to talk about some like different types of pop-ups in a little while. I just want to tell you how to get them before we jump into that. And then the third way, and this is how I typically set up pop-ups, and that is with the email service provider. So you already have an email service provider like Klaviyo or Flowdesk. You know, those are my two favorites. Uh, Speaking of Flowdesk, if you're listening to this before November 2021, Flowdesk is still in its beta phase and you can get 50% off your subscription fee forever if you use our link to sign up, which is just productpowerhouse.co slash Flowdesk. We'll also have that in the link. I just want everyone to sign up before they switch prices because it's such a great deal. If you're thinking about Flowdesk, it's a good deal. The email provider, MailChimp, whatever you use, they also have pop-ups. And depending on the platform, you will have different limitations and different design options with with that scenario. So the best way to get like the most flexibility with your pop-up would probably be using an app because they have like a lot of different templates and design options. But also you have to do quite a lot of work to style it and get it set up. And the one thing I've noticed with apps is that since they do have all that flexibility, they tend to get a little messy if you don't know what you're doing. So take your time if you're going to use an app. But like I said, the main way that 
we install pop-ups for customers is through their email service provider. You're already paying for the email service, so you might as well take advantage of it. And also you can collect some different data. For example, I just set up for a client, she wanted to request her subscriber's birth date so she can send out like a birthday promo and also their phone number in case they wanted to get texting. Obviously that's optional, but we were able to collect more data using the form that we built in Clavio, And then you can apply that form in multiple places. Like we have it on a few different pages in her website, but it's just one form. Kind of helps you keep things streamlined and matching when you do it that way. So that is how I mainly create pop-ups. We will sometimes use an app if it makes sense. Another one of the reasons I might use an app is because those apps sometimes have different games attached where you can get gamify gamify the process like spin to win where they can pick a box and choose a coupon code or something like that and some customers or some of our clients like that and so we will use an app to do that too because it's a little more complicated than what the email provider would have in their forms okay (laughs) that's the tech side of it how you get those pop-ups what they do. So now let's talk about some things we need to know about pop-ups, like almost like do's and don'ts, but I don't really have a formal do and don't list. I did want to remind you that if you're thinking about this and you're like, oh, she's talking about pop-ups. I also need an opt-in. We've done an entire episode on opt-ins previously. So you just have to scroll back and find that one. When I look at my app now, it doesn't tell me episode numbers. So I'm having a hard time tracking them. It's very difficult for me to say, oh, it's episode this when it doesn't have a number on it anymore. So I don't know what episode number it is, (laughs) but we have done a full deep dive into opt-ins on the podcast. Here's what we need to know about creating a pop-up. You need to provide enough information and enough context about your pop-up to make it beneficial for the customer. So it needs to be clear and to the point. What am I getting when I sign up? Customers want to know exactly what they are getting. Why are they signing up? What's in it for them? That's a really important piece to having an opt-in that converts. On the actual opt-in itself, you want to lead with the benefits. Why would someone join? What are they going to get out of it? Lead with the benefit and tell them what they're going to get. So this might say, save 15% when you sign up. Be the first to see our new collections. Join our exclusive Facebook group. Whatever the thing is that you're giving, that needs to be your headline. And this is one of the most common mistakes I see when I'm doing like website audits or coaching when I do website coaching is that people will say something like, sign up for our newsletter, become a product powerhouse insider. And the problem with that is that they don't know what that means and they don't want junk in their inbox. And when you don't tell them what it is, their mind automatically assumes that you're giving them junk because that's what we've been conditioned to think. We know that if we give our phone number at the grocery store, they're going to email us. Everybody knows what happens when you give your email away. So you have to make it enticing to the customer's so that they want to give you their email, so that it's worth it for them to trade that. They're letting you come into their inbox. And for some people, that's a big deal. And other people, it's not. It's not that big a deal. Like I used to think I'd rather give people my address, like for mailing lists, so they can mail me junk mail that I can just throw away than have to go through and sort through emails. 
I don't think that way anymore, but I do remember thinking that in the past. Let's summarize that part. Provide the information they need to know in the pop-up. Lead with the benefit. Make it clear and to the point. Don't use the word newsletter. No one wants a newsletter. (laughs) The other thing that you want to do is really work on the timing of the pop-up. The most common mistake in timing is that you have the pop-up pop up immediately. People haven't even had a chance to look at your website to see if what you offer is for them or not. So they just hit the close button without even taking a second of their time to read it. And especially people who are like entrepreneurs, who are avid online shoppers, people who are just like really online, like, you know, those people, you know, they tell you what website they found this from because they're so used to seeing all of these pop-ups that their brain just closes it before they even have a chance to process the information. What they really need is to look at your website, to take in the website for a few seconds before they're smacked in the face with a pop-up. Now, I meant that kindly because obviously I'm pro-pop-up, but that's almost what it feels like when it pops up immediately. It's just like, shoot, I haven't even had a chance to look. And it's just like, hey, we just met and now you're already asking me on a date. I'm sure you've heard that (laughs) analogy before. That's really what it feels like. So you want to wait. You want to wait at least 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 20 seconds. It really depends on your website. You can check on your analytics. You can look in Google Analytics to see how long do people on average stay on your website. The other thing you can do is have the pop-up happen when they've scrolled a certain amount. So like when they've scrolled 50% of the website, then the pop-up comes because you know that they've scrolled 50%, so they must be somewhat interested or they wouldn't be there. You might think, oh, if I offer it right away, then even if they leave, then they're going to, they might sign up. But that is not true. They have to have time to absorb the information to sign up for the list. Offering it earlier does not mean that more people will sign up. You want those people who are already somewhat invested to be the ones who are signing up. If everyone who landed on your website signed up, you'd have a list full of people who will never open your emails and never purchase from you. You would have a bloated list and that would be even more discouraging because you might think, oh, I have 10,000 subscribers, but I never get a sale. And that would be more discouraging than having 100 subscribers and getting a sale from it every time you send an email. I promise you. Beyond just the timing, like I said, you can control how it opens if they scroll the page. You can also make it so that a pop-up opens when they go to exit the page. So like if they're clicking back or they're clicking the close button, the pop-up will come up then. And that might be a good time to offer something to your subscribers. Like, hey, wait, I know you were thinking about this. Would 10% off help? You know, you're going to word it differently. The other thing that is really cool that you can do is test different pop-ups on different pages. If someone is on a product page and they have been on it for a few seconds and they haven't made a purchase yet, and I mean like 10, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, It might take people longer, but if I'm on this page and I'm like, oh, I like this. Oh, yep. I like it. I like it. There's a pop-up that's like, hey, would you want 10% off? Then I might sign up because I can get that deal. 
And of course, you don't always have to offer a discount. I say that all the time. I just work with so many stores who do offer discounts that it just seems like a lot of stores are offering discounts. And I think that that's fine. I think you should include that in your margin so that you're not losing money if you do offer a 10 or 20% off coupon or maybe free shipping, something that's not costing you much, but can help entice the customers. Because if you think about the way you shop, you probably do that also. You know, you might see that there's buy two, get one free pasta at the supermarket. So you buy three boxes, even though you only need one tonight. So everyone kind of shops that way. We've been conditioned to shop that way. It's not a bad thing. It's perfectly fine. There are some people who are against store owners or shop owners offering a discount. And I think that every strategy is valid. I'm just using that as an example because it's easy. That was most of everything I wanted to say about the pop-ups. You're going to provide the information that they need up front. You're going to be clear and concise, straight to the point. Make sure you're not popping up too soon. Make sure you're not asking for too much too soon by asking them to sign up for a million marketing emails. No, you don't send a million marketing emails. I'm teasing. Test things out. Try different pop-ups. Try different headlines. You know, put up one headline for a month and put up another headline for a month and see what the average value is or the average conversion rate is you know, month to month to see if maybe one works better than the other. One headline works better than the other. Those things are really great ways to test your marketing, to fine tune it so that you find that sweet spot where your message really aligns with the people who are coming to your website. You are getting those conversions. You're getting those signups. And while we're at it, make sure you're sending emails. A couple of weeks ago, we did an episode on the email sequences you need to have on your website. And if you do not have a welcome sequence, then you're just wasting your time by creating a a pop-up anyways, because they're not going to remember that they signed up for your email list. So get a welcome sequence going. That's just a couple episodes back. You can probably find it easy, even though it doesn't have numbers. (laughs) And if you need to talk about opt-ins, you can scroll back a few months because I know opt-ins were one of the first episodes I did. Pop-ups are powerful. You just got to be willing to test it, tweak it, and really get it aligned with your business. And then you'll start seeing those really great results. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you took away some kind of nugget. If you listened to this episode and you loved it, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or even message us on Instagram. We love to hear what you have to say. Or you can even screenshot this episode, tag us on Instagram, and we will reshare it. Anytime we see someone tag us, we always reshare because we are just so grateful for you. So thank you, and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse podcast. It means so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It's my favorite thing to create, and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast or you have listened to other episodes and enjoyed those, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute out of your day to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me get the show out to more people just like you who are out there trying to grow their own product-based business.